Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for Ready Check Radio's The Relic Grind, Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. Oh, yeah. 6.2 is here. We've been playing it. We've been checking it out. We're going to give you our reviews today. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, as always, and welcome to episode 79 of The Relic Grind. Hope you're enjoying your week. Hope you're enjoying 6.2. No spoilers. I, I, there was like, was there anything really to spoil? There's some spoilery stuff. There was some minor stuff. It was all pretty minor, but I guess, yeah. So we'll we'll try to avoid spoilers, but in my estimation, there was like nothing that wasn't pretty much guessed right out of the gate anyway. Uh if you're watching on uh, live with us, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, thank you so much. Chime in in chat with your opinions, and sometime if you can make it live, come on over. Readycheckradio.com has all the socials in the upper right-hand corner, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the distribution platforms, wherever you're watching. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a like, a thumbs up, a, a review, a comment, a subscribe, whatever it is on that channel. We definitely appreciate it. <clears throat> Every little bit helps us grow. Joining me to go over all the 6.2 goodness, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. Uh, it's it's going pretty well. I'm Well, you know what? This patch really... Uh, I just have zero interest in, in this patch and the MSQ and stuff. It's just... It's whatever. <sighs> so much so you're... that I've had to catch up on some light reading as well. Very, very light reading. Oh, Encyclopedia Eorzeus finally came in. Oh, about damn time. So, yeah, they're very pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew when you whispered me that in game. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it on the show too. I didn't like it either time. <laughs> also on the line, Adam. I got a zing the first time. Come on, <laughs> zing, Adam Lane, Kronos. What's up, sir? Uh, not much. I didn't. I didn't know where that one was going. Um. But yeah, no, I've been having a good time with uh, 6.2. I've been staying up pretty late trying to do Island Sanctuary stuff. So. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll get to all of it. We're going to kind of just like take it in the order that it appears in the patch notes, I think, is, is the way that makes the most sense. And again, I mean, fair warning, there's not like any big mega expansion spoiler type stuff in the patch, but there are, I guess, what could be perceived by some as spoilers, so like a caution. We're going to try and keep it spoiler free, but I think our definitions of what might and may not be a spoiler on this particular patch, your mileage may vary depending on, on who you are. Are we allowed to talk about what the trial is? I feel like we should at least make that known, because <laughs> some people see that as a spoiler. Yeah, well, that's that's like one of the quote unquote bigger ones in my mind. Uh, that like we we all guessed that it was go going to be uh, Scarmilione as the dungeon boss, which is in fact the case. Uh, and you mm -hmm. you kind of basically were given that in in the trailer and in the live letter. Uh, but then maybe coming back as the first trial, it is not. But 
it's kind of like if I told you the trial was not Scarmiglia or Scarmiglione, then you would say, okay, which of Fiend was it then? Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I think I we're gonna the wrong one. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to spoil that one, just like who it is, uh, just so we can okay. adequately talk about it. Yeah, I just figured we should we should probably make that clear at the beginning, so that way, if like you don't want to know what it is, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, if you don't want to know, I mean, it's really early too, right? I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. You're you're right into the yeah. content of the MSQ. So, uh, so yeah, when we get there, we will say who it is. You got a one in three shot of guessing who it is <laughs> if you if you know anything about Final Fantasy IV oh. and you've been watching trailers and you've been watching live letters you know you have a one in three shot of guessing. If you looked at the PlayStation 5 trophies with the patch went live, the then game you already know. Was. Yeah, then you yeah. already know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trophies spoil everything. They always do. So let's talk about it, gents. The, the MSQ uh, itself. I mean, we kind of didn't know exactly where things were going to start to go. We, we knew we were going to the void. We knew we were going to look for a dragon that's totally boned. And, uh, yeah, and, hey, there's a man in black or a knight in black. And everybody knew it was Golbez. What's up, newest girl? Welcome to chat. We knew it was Golbez, so we, we knew the four archfiends were going to be present. We kind of saw those all teased. So, like, no surprises out of the gate as far as where the MSQ was going. And, honestly, I think by the time I was done with the MSQ, there was no surprises on where it had gone. Um it went exactly as I expected. I guess maybe there was one surprise in that they're kind of leaving it up in the air right now on whether or not his sister is still alive. Uh, you know she has been alive, but things are done in like flashback or referenced in past yeah. tense, so you're not quite sure. So maybe they're going to have her live. I don't know. I still think, you know, obviously Golbez, Bone Dragon, that's going to be in there at some point, Tark, right? Whether or not she's, in mm. fact, alive or dead. You know, in the, in the, I guess, do we want to spoil the story? <laughs> like, um, the, the way it's set up, I, I think we might have a chance of saving her, as crazy as that sounds. Um, considering she's been in the 13th, what, a 500,000 years, something like that, since yeah. the I days of Alligan. I think it's over a thousand. Yeah. Oh, you know, you would think that she's, yeah, you know, really screwed. She's going to be the Shadow Dragon for, for Golbez. But the way they have it set up, it's just like, hmm, and maybe, maybe we can save her. And she leads us to. Yeah, they keep playing with the tenses. Land. With the tenses yeah. in language. Uh, so not quite sure. But, uh, Kronos, what did you think of the MSQ from top to bottom? We'll let you go first. So I, I liked it a lot, even though I agree the big beats were somewhat predictable. Uh, we got a lot more information on like just how the void functions, which is kind of cool. Yes. Mm. And, uh, I, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say we do get introduced to a new character. She, uh, we, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We, well, I, it's not technically a new. We, we have come across this character. We just didn't know them in the incarnation that you will see them in the MSQ. So it's not a that was one totally, of the not a totally brand new character. But think of this character uh, as the Void's version of Rain in, uh, in oh, there you in, go in the first. Right? It's yeah. kind of like our conduit, our helpful hand. I 
Uh, so there's some differences. I, I mean, I'm being yeah. very 30,000 foot view with it, but that's a nice way to think about this particular character. I, I, I think they're trying to be really misleading with her. And I think the they are I, too. <laughs> the, the more I thought about her character and specifically her name, which I'm not going to say, uh, if you tie that back into the game that they're referencing, mm -hmm. that could have some things, uh, which is kind of interesting to think about. Uh, so I think she's going to be really important, at least for this expansion, but maybe not. I mean, for the these, these patch cycles in this expansion, I don't know how she'll, important she'll be after that. I'm not sure. I will say um, that she is the most interesting character I think I've seen them put forward in quite a while. Yeah. No, she's really cool. I, I liked her a lot. There's so. there's a very, like, a, a Tark, there's... Everything's like light and dark in Final Fantasy, right? I mean, just oh, yeah. historically it is. This is light, this is dark, this is good, this is bad. Uh, this character is very, I, I want to say amoral, but amoral would be more of a decision to not yeah. recognize good and evil and the way they're portraying this character. There is no good, there is no evil, there's just make a bargain for whatever you need, stick to your bargain, and call it a day. Uh, I'll do something for you, but you got to do something for me or I'm not helping. And not saying that, well, you know, it would be bad or evil to not help the Warrior of Light in what the Warrior of Light is at. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I very much like playing on the ambiguity of good and bad and light and dark with this character rather than everything being so cut and, and, and dry, right? The light is good, yep. dark is bad. I like this. Absolutely. She's, uh, I, I feel she's my favorite of the main characters now. If she, you know, is incorporated as a main character. Um, I'm, fascinated with how this character will grow and uh, learn I guess is a good word for it as well um, because they're just you know they're a product of their environments for thousands of years as well so they've had to survive in their world and you get to see how you know they come across it it's just she just is and, and is trying to survive and go by her rules and doesn't know anything else. Um, and I like the fact that uh, she's trying to, to grow in that role. So I, I'm excited where they, they bring her forth uh, in the future. Yeah, basically one and a half, two quests in, bang, you're in the dungeon, fell court of Troya. Mm -hmm. I mean, that happens very, very early. What did you think about the dungeon itself, Kronos? Uh, yeah, visually it's awesome. Um, it's kind of nice to see like some different like kind of pathing. It's still a Final Fantasy fourteen dungeon, end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, the bosses are pretty interesting, specifically Scar. Scar Scar's pretty cool. Um, the middle boss, she's she has some like cool things that like we kind of haven't seen. The first boss, I'm not never really big fan of like. I hated the first boss. Add bosses first boss is yeah. like I hated the first uh, boss. But like I don't know it. I I like the aesthetic of it. I think it's really cool. The gear looks cool too. Um, and and I like the last boss. So yeah, it's, it, for me, it's like really hard to get super hype on a dungeon after like my first playthrough, anyways, in this game. So it's like yeah, it, so, they're 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 always they're always kind of they're always good. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're always good. They're aesthetically pleasing. They always give pretty cool nods, you know. But newest it, girl it, it, trash the boss. It basically yeah. was first <laughs> boss was cool. Something different. I, I'm not a fan of like horde mode type games. Uh, and and. So horde mode type bosses just don't do it for me. I will say that although I may not have liked the encounter itself, I really freaking like that monster model. Mm. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The little ones and the big one at the end. I really, really, and we saw those in screenshots 
during yeah. the live letters before, so it wasn't anything new. Uh, I really, really like that model. The second boss I thought was interesting, um, and and then Scar I thought was a fantastic fight for for a dungeon boss. I, I thought it was a really, really good fight as, as a dungeon boss. Now you had mentioned pathing. There, there is no alternate route through no, 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 here no, no, no. or anything yeah. like that. But I don't know. Did you guys go exploring? No, but I, I guess because I just meant more of like walking can, up the stairs and stuff. And yeah, go behind the throne. Yeah, it is very dynamic in the environment, uh, and I like gothic stuff like that anyway. You know, I'm a big fan of Hawk Manor in World of Warcraft. I was a big fan of the Shadowlands raid Castle Nathria. Uh, you know, maybe not every fight, but that design. Karazhan is still one of my favorite raids. Oh, Karazhan's amazing. Yeah, so I, I'm really into that gothic gothic stuff anyway. If you look around, there are what could be used for alternate paths. Like specifically, there was one room, I think it was after the first boss, you go up the steps and you, you cut a left up the stairs. If you cut a right up the stairway, you just hit a, a, a locked door, right? If you, you cut the left up the steps and you go in that first room, I think that's the room. When you walk in, the exit is basically straight across the room to the, your right. But if you look to your left, on the map, it shows a little out jut, just a little boop, boop, like there might be a path there. If you go to that corner of the room, there's a bunch of like folding room dividers that you would put down or, or screens to change behind in old black and white movies, right? Those types of things. Yeah. There's a bunch of them sitting there and you can peek up the steps and there's a door there. What I thought was really interesting, though, is that the door, you can see underneath it. There's a gap where you can see that there is some type of light-colored texture behind it. Now, whether or not they actually start doing anything <laughs> with these alternate paths, it was, it was clearly not just a flat-textured wall. It was built as a door. Um, whether it opens or not at some point, I don't know. You know whether we... maybe this uh, they they give this the the hard mode treatment. You know, uh, Troya revisited, know. and we have a different layout. That'd be cool. Scar was really cool. What'd you think, Tark, of the entire dungeon? Uh, so I don't know about you guys, but I did it in trust first because um, you know, we got a certain change on an individual, and I wanted to use him and uh, in the fights uh, and get a little bit more dialogue. There seemed to be a quite a bit of dialogue. I was I felt it was a a good story beat having all the characters in the trust. Um, it kind of fleshed things out. Um, maybe made the first boss a little bit more interesting because you're not just, you know, wiping the floor like a full group would. Um, but yeah, the overall, the first boss is just blah. Um, the second boss with their mechanics was pretty cool. And, uh, you, how do you not like scar and the music and just the overall ambiance? The entire MSQ, the if you Ugh. if you are listening so to music. your own music or watching, the entire MSQ all stop. the way through, stop, <laughs> turn your volume back up. Uh, I mean, my volume's always been up because the Endwalker music itself has just been incredible from top to bottom since the expansion yep. launched. But it is so good. Some of the variants on on like the love theme, and I mean, there's just so much good music here. Uh, I also liked... This dungeon really did it for me. If it was more 
like we've talked about before, like we're alternate paths and, and obviously we're not going to get it here. That That's going to be the variant and the, the criterion dungeon for that stuff. So I can't really bitch about it. We're going to get that stuff. It's just not in uh, Felcourt of Troya for the, the MSQ. Fine, I get it. If I take that gripe aside, because you're going to give me something later, uh, this dungeon really did it for me, even though the first boss wasn't my favorite thing to fight. Uh, I it just really did it for me. Then something they did afterwards really sealed this one for me in the fact that the dungeon landscape, the dungeon environment mm. became our kind of hub where we were doing our MSQ stuff as well. It wasn't just go in the dungeon, get it done, and then move on. They actually used that uh, as far as the storytelling goes. Now, I will say, I don't think it was well used. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I because, think it's pretty bad, actually. Because but. all it was used for was a lot of start at the top, walk all yeah. the way back to the bottom, back. walk to and the then middle, the walk to the top, <laughs> walk to the middle. But, can, I, can I ask you a question really quick? Yeah, go ahead. How long did it take you to figure out before you could mount up in there? Uh, you can't mount in the whole well, thing, can you? You can mount in the whole thing. Yeah. I see. Um, I didn't even try once I got inside. <laughs> most people, most people, I feel like, like everybody in my FC was like, "Man, this sucks." I'm walking everywhere. I'm like, "You can mount." They're like, "You can mount." I, then, I, I knew you could up, up on the like the the walkways where the the gardens. Yeah. I yeah, did. I did not even try to mount up inside. Just I'm so conditioned that. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Everybody was. I think that's no, yeah. newest yeah. girl in chat. You can mount up. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm telling you, people didn't know. People didn't know. I didn't know until someone gave told me. Like, I was already doing it for like ten minutes. I was like, "Man, yep. this sucks." And yeah. then like they're like, "You're about," and I'm like, "Okay, well, this sucks a little less, but it still sucks." But I yeah, was, no, I was very excited that we were going to still be questing in that area because I loved the environment and I loved the music. The so I'm happy that they did this. I'm not happy with the execution. It seemed like, no. you know, we don't have anywhere else for this stuff to take place. So let's just walk back and forth a little bit. Um, so I'm hopeful that though maybe that does like open up something down the road where they start experimenting yeah. with with other stuff because that's what Yoshi P and team do right they they try something like this and I, I still wish we were done Chronos with the NPC follow quests I am so over those I have been since the expansion launched yeah I have too at least they've made them a little better where you could like mount and sprint and teleport but yeah yeah. I, uh, I mean, I get it. They're, they're for at least like I can kind of skip them a little bit now. Like I could kind of go around, but I'm not a big fan of them either. It, like Inwalker for me was like, yeah, it was too much. But for the people that like to like take their time, talk to the all every, all the NPCs and like stop at lore. all the spots. Get that I, lore. I, I get, get it. it. Get it. But I'm glad. I, but at least I'm glad I can like take Aetherites now. Like. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it was like purposely they were like, you're not going to be able to uh, teleport. Uh, here and it was like, oh god, come yeah. on, <laughs> just sprint, sprint, come on. By the way, I'm gonna jump ahead on the sprint thing. If the island sanctuary sprint cooldown <laughs> is less than the duration of sprint on me, just make <laughs> sprint the default speed in island sanctuary, please. Yeah, please. there's no point. Is it bad that I just I'm always an island sanctuary on Bashidas and I just hit Peloton? <laughs> I just keep it a Peloton. Yeah, I don't even like want to hit the sprint button because I can't. I I don't want to bind it. Yeah, so yeah. Nice like, girl, there is a person that'll take you from the bottom to the top. Yes, but then yeah. unfortunately, 
most of that stuff happens right in the middle <laughs> at the at the throne room. Uh, most of the quests there once you meet our guest in the dungeons. Pretty much from there, you are taken to our friend's abode. You learn some things about the Void, all of which, obviously, we will not dissect on this show. We will let you learn about those things and what's going on and who's where and how long they have been there. But next up is basically the trial. Uh, And so, yes, give us five, ten minutes here. If you don't, you know, skip ahead a little bit. You know, I'll give you a little double-handed wave like this. If you don't want to know who it is, that's really the only spoiler. Again, you probably had a one in three shot of guessing who it was anyway, whether it was going to be Cognazzo, uh, Rubicante, or Barbaricia. Uh, And so here we go. It's Barbaricia. And can I take... Can I say one thing about the names real quick? Yeah. Like, they're heavy uh, leaning into the Italian on everything. It got me a little, like... I, I, okay, I had to learn reprogram my it, brain no, to reprogram. No, 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 it's like the Titus Titus thing. I'm just gonna say it the way I've always said oh, it. Oh, you guys yeah. have never like is for you? Is it Scarmiglione or is it Scarmiglione? Scarmiglione is what I thought. Oh, you put the G. Okay, yeah. and then it's like Barbaricia, not Barber. You know, like yeah, I, I don't. But, yeah, like with Tart said, it, it, it's definitely like the Italian spin on it. But oh, it's yeah, just, absolutely. It always has been though. You it's dumb hard. Americans. Well, hold on, now. hold on. Now. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Okay. How old was I when Final Fantasy IV? Like, give me a break. God. Here, okay, <laughs> eight, nine. I think I like, was. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, so that's who it is. Now, can I say something about this though? Because this was something I was worried about. Uh, and I don't know if either of you kind of felt like this too. We never really talked about it on a show, but knowing that we were going to go into a Golba's and four Archfiends storyline for a couple of patches here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of worried about how do you do the four Archfiends without it feeling really like you were doing Ifrit, Garuda, Leviathan, and Titan fights with different models mm. over again. Like, how gotcha. can you make Earth Titan different from Scarmiglione, right? How do you sure. make Garuda, and this was the one in particular, Garuda and Barbariccia was, I was like, they're both sexy female character models. They have been historically always that uh, in one form or another. They're wind. Like, how do you make those fights different enough so that you're not just like, oh, this is a reskinned, updated Garuda fight? And I'm gonna say, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say, they pulled it off. They pulled oh, yeah. it off. They it's so good. It I thought this was a tremendous trial. A tremendous trial. Uh, if you have not done the um, extreme version of it yet, you're in for a, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. I did not think though it was incredibly difficult. Uh, have y'all both? Have y'all both beat the extreme? Yeah. The okay. did you do, did you beat the extreme, Tark? Uh, let's see. Five groups and about six hours of working with those five groups. Like I've seen Enrage a couple times. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. It's those other people. And then you know, if you don't beat it, you can't join those duty complete party finders. It's always we're on PlayStation, still trying to figure it out. And pay phase two. Let's get to haircut. And I'm like, oh my god, can I? I just want to get this done it's funny a lot of times when when that wall happens your best bet's almost to like join a more 
cognizant like um like fresh group that will actually like listen to stuff and then yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, it yeah. just depends sometimes you get lucky sometimes I, i'm going in with my group my savage group tonight and we're going to farm out the weapons um yeah. so yeah, I, I mean i'll fun. get it done tonight We've certainly, but, in yeah. my estimation, we have certainly had harder Kronos. Um, uh, it's, as it's far hard, as difficulty, though. I'm not saying I'm not um, saying it's a pushover. It's not a total go in and face roll. It. So, I I think the hardest part of it is not really like if you like pick and pick out the mechanics here and there. They're not like super hard. It's how fast she does them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like literally you have no break. Frenetic it, pace. It's, it's like mechanic, 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 mechanic. The only break you get is like one transition really because the other transition is actually pretty fast and then the rest of it is she just shotguns and it's just you have to be like and she also has like an older style thing of like she has a couple mechanics with no cast bar yep. so like mm -hmm. if yeah. you don't know that or, or you're not ready especially like as a healer that like certain things are coming um people are gonna die <laughs> so um but no i think it's really fun i think it's one of the best trials i've ever made honestly as, as an extreme i love it and as a normal probably too i loved it the, uh, the normal version was very cool i thought it was like we didn't wipe uh so we had obviously no problem there and i pugged the i pugged it you know it was just whatever yeah. um and then the extreme yeah it took some work uh, it took a little bit of work it definitely isn't the hardest we've come across i thought the fight was extremely interesting uh, the character model for for her is just amazing. It's an absolutely wonderful character character model. Yeah. Um. Then from there, I mean, that's pretty much the end of the MSQ, right? Uh, there's a few more quests to progress the story, but content-wise, you're not really doing much besides walking around, picking up an apple, talking to some people, and and a lot of back and forth, taking some people on tours. Of Razat Han, uh, all in all, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was actually disappointed when I picked up the quest and it said buried memory. I was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> I really wanted this to keep going. Uh, I did. I was like, I don't want to wait four months for <laughs> for the next bit of this story. This is the first time we got a title card though in the beginning, right? Uh, we got the the buried yeah, the title the splash right? that, that showed up yeah. in the lower right, yeah. That was kind of cool. I hope they keep doing that. Uh, all in all, I, I kind of, I, I loved the MSQ. I thought it was really well yeah. done. I was engaged. I was reading it all. Uh, newest Girl says 6-1 had one. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, okay. And, and uh, man, I didn't want it to end. Literally, when I picked up the last quest and saw the name, I was like, oh, damn it. This is it. Son of a, now I got to wait four months for this stuff. That said, there were some other moments. I'm going to jump. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to figure out how I could talk about this. Um, <laughs> there, there is another quest, okay, that you can't do until you finish the MSQ. Did both of you do this one? With the hectares, no. with the hectares, no. Yeah, it's like right outside. It's right at the eighth right, right after you finish the MSQ. At the oh, at the okay. end of the MSQ, there is a scene where, in the background, you see a oh, yes, yes. a I've hectare walk across Razad Han's floor. That. Okay, that knight that is chasing it will give you a quest, and if you haven't done it, it is very very. Go do it. Go do it. Um, I don't want to give away too much here, but Chrono, since you've done it, I will say this. 
I thought that quest, although boring as far as what you do, you just walk around Razat Han and talk to a few Hecties, that the story beats in that quest were phenomenal. Um, yeah, where they doing. they talk a little bit about about Golbez and his recruiting of uh, Scarmiglione of Barbariccia's past. That was a dark fucking cutscene, man. That cutscene was dark. If you haven't done that, go do it. Go do I it. I have it on my screen now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, that too ends up being something that'll be continued in 6.3. Uh, you don't finish that entire thing, but man, oof, oof. It was so good. Oh, oh, Kronos. Who are you yelling at, Kronos? Sorry, my uh, my girlfriend was asking my question. <laughs> all in all, I got to give the MSQ like a nine. Uh, I thought it was really well done. The story beats were great. I got a couple of gripes with like the first boss not liking it, a couple of quests that seemed really, all right, this is just busy work. I liked that they used the Felcord of Troya as a landscape to play in. I don't like the way it was actually used, but maybe that's something they'll get better at. I, I give it a 9 out of 10, Tark. Where do you hit? Uh, if I had to grade it, I'm pretty much right there with you. Um, yeah, the first boss sucked. Um the pacing overall for the MSQ was great, except for the forward and back and forward and back inside Troya, you know, the zone itself. Um, I did not know you could mount until I made one whole trek through and then my chat told me, hey, you can mount in there. I'm like, oh, okay, that that helps. Uh, I was, I had two surprises and that was the, our character, how she gets introduced. Um, and then... Uh, I, I really thought Cognazzo, they would go in the order of the Four Fiends, how they're re uh, released in four. So seeing Barbariccia uh, threw me a little bit. Um, and I hope Rubicante is the last one, because if it's not, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, the trials were both great. I've told everyone that if you want help with your normal mode, uh, I will be there because that fight is a lot of fun, normal and extreme. I've never been so hyped for a normal mode trial. I'm like, yeah, let's do it again. Uh, and uh, I yeah, it was, think it was great. you're probably going to be disappointed with Rubicante being the last one. I think the way uh, they've teed this up or, or teased it, they didn't say it explicitly, but I think the way they've teased it in the MSQ, Rubicante is next. Uh, Rubicante is next. Well, I mean, but they're kind of working together. And anyway, uh, they're kind of working anyway. together. He I, could kind of push Cognazzo yeah, in front of him. Yeah, like, yeah. I think you're going to get another one as a dungeon boss. I think I think so too. Be a dungeon boss, Ooh, and I then so is going to be. I and think then that's that way, exactly what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, and then that way you have the dragon <sighs> and Golbez as the last two trials. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think that's the way they're going to okay. do it. Cognazzo as the uh, dungeon boss, and Rubicante as the trial in in six three. Because there's uh, no way they I'm just sorry, use that um, dungeon theme one time, right? No. That dungeon boss thing. No way. No. That's no way. That's a one off. It's impossible. What, what do you give it, Kronos? Uh, I'm right there with you guys. Nine. I almost want to give it a nine five, just because I, I think the trial's so good. Um, next, I, I'm probably right there with a nine. Next yeah. up, Pandemonium, the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth rings of uh, Abyssos. Uh, okay, we already knew Proto Carbuncle was the first boss. This is yep. another one where I don't exactly think the bosses and who they are, are, are is very spoilerific. 
Uh, no. There weren't like any big surprises in, in who different bosses were. Uh, so, yeah, we're not going to spend too much time on names. I do not want to talk about the story, though, as far as story beats there, because I think there are some spoilers in that story. Um, mm -hmm. As far as motivations and characters that you're interacting with and, and why they're there and why they say certain things. So, we'll, gentlemen, we'll stay away from that and we'll just kind of look at this as the four boss fights themselves, like uh, execution, mechanics, and everything. Uh, and then we'll wrap this up with your thoughts now that you've basically gone the week, Kronos uh, and Tark, on Savage coming next week. You know, what did you guys think of this time first out, not having Savage on day one? Um, and I'll share some of my feedback as well. Uh, okay, I gotta say these four circles, normal modes were absolute pushovers on my side. I don't know if you saw the same. I pugged every single one of them back to back. I had one wipe the entire time. I just pugged, 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 pugged with different groups all four times, one wipe. I, uh, one almost wipe, I guess I should throw in there as well, an, an LB3 um, that we already had banked, you know, helped us finish it, but it was 6% or so when we LB3'd. So I loved all four fights, some more than others. There are some very interesting mechanics that I can't wait to see how they are expounded on in Savage. But as far as the regular content, I think if you liked that gear when you saw the pictures and you were worried about it being locked behind normal mode, whatever's gonna be locked behind the, the gear that's locked behind normal, uh, I don't think you have to be all that worried about it. I don't think, you, you can get carried in these very, very easily, I think. Um, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy them, but I did think these were a little on the softer side, Kronos. Yeah, I don't really ever think these are that hard, but you're not wrong in saying that, like, it's really hard for, like, a party wipe to occur. The third fight's yeah. the one I feel like most people struggle on the most. Um, oh, yeah. Where you, you just have a lot of death, but then you just raise people, and then, I mean, it might be a 15-minute in, encounter, but the boss dies. Because um, there's no enrage in normal mode. You don't have to really worry about that. Uh, but I liked it. I thought all the bosses were really cool. I'm also interested to see how they expand upon stuff in Savage. Um yeah, I mean, without talking about any of the story stuff, I mean, just the fights, I, I thought the fights were pretty cool. I like the gaze mechanic, the way it was used here, too. Um, yes. In, 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 like, the two rings uh, of gaze going in certain directions. Yeah, uh, they used that uh, in Troya, too. So. Yeah, they used it in Felcourt as well. Uh, I really liked that, where it's not just face away from the boss or face away from a side of the arena. You have to pay attention to where those things are going. I, I, I actually did like P7. I agree with News Girl. I think P7 was my, my favorite. Uh, that's the big tree that you have seen in, in videos uh, or in screenshots. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Tark, I, I just, like, I, I enjoyed it, but I just kind of lukewarm about them. Yeah, uh, I, I think it is a smudge of a step up from the last set. Uh, P5. Uh, let's just say your thought about it, it being hard to wipe p5 i think i did two dozen raises in that fight oh my god um got all seven comms so that was awesome um but yeah like two dozen raises because people just were not understanding the whole reflect shield 
uh, that we saw in in the live letter. Um, once you see that, that's like the the main mechanic. And once you figure that out, it's pretty pretty easy. Uh, um, the the dooms and the the ads from the second fight, the P six. She was kind of unmemorable. Um, got through that with pretty much no big problems. Um, seven is where, yeah, I think people are, are having the most issues. Um, I, myself, um, on the, uh, anything that changes the arena, I'm in favor of, because I love shifts in arenas. Um, so I was one that, um, missed the first transition, uh, into the triangle. <laughs> uh, uh, let's just say, I was like, I, you, you see Whee! a glowing circle, you see a glowing circle. You're like, oh, I should get off of that. Yeah, that was, that was a bad call. Um, <laughs> uh, I did not fall for the safe spot in the middle one. That's been hilarious to see people just fling themselves like, really? oh, this is a safe spot. Yes. Like, like there's an audio <laughs> cue and a dialogue line there. I know. It's amazing. They're like, oh, safe spot, go. Wee. Oh, there, there they go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> there's no floor there. <laughs> I'm, um, I walked out I of these that. four, though, just kind of thinking, I'm really interested in what you're going to do with Savage. Uh, because I like these enough. They were fun, you know, and obviously we'll beat them a few more times to pick up some different pieces and stuff like that. That's fine. I don't mind, you know, going and doing these a couple more times, but it did kind of pave the way for, hmm, I wonder where you're going with Savage. And as far as the story goes, we're not going to talk about the story, but when it ended, I was kind of like, um, we still have one more series of raids, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just kind of ended. And you're like, what? Uh, what? Well, like there was no cliffhanger or anything. Then you have to go back and talk to your own yeah. people, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, there all right, the there's the cliffhanger. And I was like, seriously, we're we're done? Like, <laughs> you guys do know we need a nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, right? <laughs> oh, there it is. Well, there I knew is. I knew something was up, and because at the be- very beginning he's like, I got to go find this crystal all by myself. I'm like. Okay, well, that's something up for down the road. And then they yeah, kind of pay like it off. That's classical <laughs> horror movie trope. I'll be right back. No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, but I love I'm the sorry. callback. I love the callback yeah. um, to a Konami game of, of fame. Yep. Um, with that. So, more Konami funds. Yay. What it, Kronos, what do you think now that you're. You've you've played the regular stuff for five three to three days now. You got a few more days before Savage is going to come out. Are you in favor of this one week delay, or would you rather have them launching at the same I'm, time? I'm still 100 percent in favor. Uh, anybody that thought the market was going to crash is insane because uh, if you look at the prices, the gear is not cheap. Nope. nope. Um. Also, it's a little bit harder to craft too. Um, we've crafted. I've crafted some of them, but uh, no, I think I hey, think they gotta... did a good job with that stuff. <sighs> The only thing that I think they need to figure out is because it really seems like there's no maintenance next Tuesday, and I have seen some things. Yep. They got to tackle the data mining problem if they're going to do this for Savage. That's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the week this week thick break is actually I think it's really good. You let people enjoy the stuff that's in the game. So they're not so like the Savage Raiders aren't just like rushing to get to Savage as soon as possible. Um, so I think it's all great. I think having that extra week to prepare is great. I just think everything's good except for if you're not going to have the extra maintenance, you got to tidy that up. You can't have people data mining savage assets. 
It's the only thing. Tark? Uh, I'm absolutely 100% in favor of just being able to relax, do the MSQ, do my normal mode at, at my own pace, the trial, um, extreme, you know, weapon having a, a valid point, you know, you know, and the time to go get it um, for all those world first raiders, um, I think it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Danny Mining is bad, though, so they need to not put that in the game then until it's actually ready to be to be done. Uh, Tataru's grand endeavor. I still don't give a rat's ass. Like I just don't care. Like it's I, the one, like the one I, thing I haven't done. It, it's two back. little quests. Uh, I I just don't understand why they're. It's not two. He's milling this out. It's only one. Is it only one? Yeah. The other quest that's listed there is Tales of Newfound oh. Adventure, which is what I was referencing earlier. Uh, in Razadhan, go talk to the Radiant Scout. You just can't do it until you've finished six dot two MSQ. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Soaring Profits is the That's only Tataru Grand Endeavor one. I don't get it. I just yeah. don't get it why they're they're doling out one quest, two quests at a time. It's stupid. Yeah. Not not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. And then of course the other the last biggie biggie thing is Island Sanctuary. And ironically, mm. it is the thing that I have had the least amount of time to mess with. I think I'm Island Sanctuary rank four or five, so you guys are probably a little ahead of me on this one. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I have finished all the tutorial stuff, and I'm that's all done. My basic structures are built, so I, I know what I'm doing, and I'm off doing my own thing now. I'm not following any more quests, but uh, yeah. Uh, this is the feature that I thought that I would probably dabble in enough to get the minions uh, that I wanted, and then maybe that would be it. And for me, it is still that. Uh, it is still that. It is It is a bit more interesting and relaxing than I thought it was going to be. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. I could see, like, oh, I don't feel like running dungeons or anything tonight. Let me just put on Netflix and just do my do Island Sanctuary shit. Uh, I could definitely see me doing that occasionally. So, Maybe it got me a little more than I thought it would, but at the end of the day, I still think this is going to be right up there with other things where it's, I do it far enough to get my minions, and then I'm out. Has it pulled you in any more than you thought it was going to, Krotos? I mean, I'm there for the mounts primarily. Right. Mm. Um, I'm going to be there for a bit, I think, because the mounts are not cheap. Nope. Um, the minions also aren't cheap, too. Like, you're gonna be there for a minute getting those. Oh minutes. yeah, and you don't um, and you don't want to spend the stuff early because like, if you, I have yeah. because if you spend don't the stuff, it. it will PSA. prevent you from yeah. progressing. PSA, exactly. PSA. Do um, not, do not. As soon as you can afford a minion or a mount, don't, don't, no, no. Go. Yeah. It'll, it'll be much faster in the long run for you to upgrade a few things first. So uh, and yeah. use your currencies on that. Tark uh, shaking his head. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you buy some minions? I had four thousand, and there was a minion for four thousand. I'm like, I scooped that up right away, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're with all the time gating. Um, you need that currency. Why they couldn't explain that the currency that you're getting is also needed to be reinvested back into your island sanctuary? Um, maybe a little bit more clearly, I would have you know held on. Um, I'm stuck at at rank five. I know people that are at like rank eight. Um, but because I'm, I'm, I'm rank eight. Uh, yeah, there we go. So I'm stuck at rank five waiting for my crafts to, you know, be completed and sold uh, so I can get the challenge log and um, have enough to progress. Uh, it, it's 
sucks. I, oh my god! Don't Thanks. spend your calories. Congrats on your minion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, Tark. Are you enjoying it? I mean, besides making that type of mistake and now staring down a grind, setting that aside. Yeah. Uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, I like the shiny hunting. Um, again, I'm gated right now on calories, so I need to upgrade my pen. Can't do that yet. Um, but I love the shiny hunting. I love the progression of materials that you can get with you going up in rank and getting different tools. Um, I love the self-sufficiency of the island. I mean, that's the kind of the point of it. Uh I, I've explored the entire island to see what I can get. Um, I, I don't rely I don't rely on the map to show me where to gather. I've had to really go out and look around to find out, okay, this is where I go to get my vines. Okay, this is where I go to get my copper. Um, because sometimes the the where the map is showing you is not the best place. Um, I also th think the crafting system being able to set things up for two weeks in advance is kind of interesting um it's like they're setting up a system where you're hurry up hurry up hurry up and now wait and hurry up hurry up and now wait so i mean overall i i give it a b plus i i think it's, it's cool content um i just i i screwed myself by spending those calories yes i'm sad yes you did Kronos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm having definitely more fun with them than I thought, but I, I've also always kind of enjoyed gathering, and this is kind of just like gathering on crack. Yeah, it's, but it's, a, like it's, way, a, lot of, it's a lot of it. <laughs> but it's like way more fun than like Tatum. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I, I I like it. I'm probably, I've already kind of hit the wall where like, even though I didn't spend my stuff, I'm kind of waiting. Um, also, to the even though you can plan stuff a week out, just FYI, you need to pay attention to like yeah. the demand, the supply and demand of products, which changes uh i think the yeah if you want to maximize your profits yes yeah and i think that's going to become very important if you want to get those amounts of minions because uh if you just make like potions and fire sand which is what people were doing at the long beginning long time you're gonna get like maybe 300 a day <laughs> and uh that's not a lot <laughs> so nope. uh I'm, i but I, I don't i'm not clear on the math and how everything works out yet i'll probably know more tomorrow when my stuff comes it's, back it's all but. being torn down right now by final fantasy 14 players to see where yeah. i mean i'm showing you right now the they've already mapped the yeah. the entire area as far as what resources can be found where uh, if you're looking for something in particular, that happened within 24 hours. Like <laughs> that, that. So yeah. all of the math and everything is going to be broken down. Much of it probably already is, if you're wanting to look it up. But over the next week, I think it's a good stepping stone. I want to see where they go with it from here. Like, is this a feature they intend to expand in certain ways going forward? Besides more, uh, besides more of like what we've seen with the Manderville gold saucer and, and other things, right? Where it's just like, Hey, we drop new mounts and minions at a couple different vendors. Here you go. Or with the bicolor gems from fates, right? You know, they mm. just kind of, there's no minion at this particular vendor. And then in a patch there is, is, is it going to be that where just things are added uh, and it becomes a constant farm or are there going to be like actual features once every, you know, major expansion cycle once every three patches like what is the pl the long-term plan with this content uh it'll be interesting to see where they take it i agree i really hope they flesh it out um really give it some meat on the bones for 
progressing because once you hit 10 and you've got all the calories, like you don't really need to go back because there's not going to be there anything. Um, I don't think that's going to fill eight months worth of content because they said every two right. patches they hope to have everything. Um, so I, I feel islands are going to die once people get what they want from it. Um, but it's, it's a good start. Uh, anything else in the patch notes before we hit the last couple of things here? Any of the uh, job tweaks that you want to talk about or any of the PvP changes? I mean, new season uh, and all that stuff, uh, but that... that I have two. I have two. Go ahead. Astro and their, and their card and redraw. Absolutely tremendous change. Just the slightest little tweak. Um, I, I think it's funny that they undid Dragoon's jump and Mirage but then they did the flip to Astro. So I'm like, okay. It's, they're both kind of weird. So a lot of Astros yeah. are actually complaining about the minor arcana change now. Um, yeah, the accidental do double tap. Because you can either, there's three problems. You can accidentally okay. double tap. You can't see the cooldown w when your uh, Lord or Lady is drawn. Uh. And you can no longer double weave minor arcana and Lord and Lady in your light speed window because it's the same button. Which is the same reason people kind of wanted the Dragoon change, but it wasn't really that big of an... I think the Dragoon change was much better as one button, but it's fine if they want to keep it too. Uh, but I think the Astro change, they might have to like take a look back at that, honestly. The redraw change is perfectly fine, I think. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess the answer to this on Kronos and my side is no, and it's probably no on your side too, Tark, but I think being a controller player, it, it has more likely a chance of being yes. Have you messed with the new combo configurations? configurations yeah where the the one ability uh shifts into the other one you mean like looking at the compact view and yes 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 i couldn't remember can... compact compact yes 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 i mean i did i mean i've looked at it but i mean it's just I know what my combos are, so I didn't really mess with it. That and that—that that I mean, was the the only thing that I thought you might want to mess with is because you play on a controller, limited buttons, that type of thing. But I also was like, he probably isn't because the muscle memory is probably so ingrained on where everything is that he's yeah. probably just like, I'm going to keep it as it is. But uh, yeah, the, the the biggest uh, thing, at least for the battle stuff, the gunbreaker changes are pretty nutty. They're pretty insane. The the Holos change is probably the most ridiculous second. change in the patch. Um, that, puts, that puts Sages on par with uh, Adlo spread. Uh, yes and no. That's one off global button, by the way. Uh, Adlo spread is a GCD and then a weight yeah. and then an off global. It's a little different. Uh, it's a but little it, different, but, but I mean, as far as that button is, is that button is ridiculous now. Um, yep, Holos is so strong. Also, not to mention Holos is also mitt on top of the shield now. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, that's a really good button. Uh, Field mitt, all good. I didn't think they were gonna nerf anything. It was kind of funny that Dark Knight got like a slight buff, but um, I didn't expect them to nerf anything anyways. And then the crit DH stuff is still kind of being worked out, but it seems like, from my understanding, it's a flat um, damage buff to the auto crit direct hit buttons now, based on the percentage of crit that it gives you. So like, chain stratagems basically a five percent buff, which is uh, pretty insane to those buttons, so like your Madari, and it's additive, so if you have like a dancer and a, a scholar, your Madari is going to hit really hard. Yeah. Um, have, have you guys read up anything more on the machinist change with the, the queen terrible. and the turret? 
It's terrible. Like it, yeah, it's so it's confusing. Re- it's really it's, bad. It's uh so okay. I shouldn't say terrible. It it essentially like lets them burst a little easier because it's more controlled in how long the the mech's out. But the mech yeah. is like the least interesting part of the job, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe they were banking on like re- the reassemble change with the crit direct hit stuff being more effective. But the the mech change is basically negligible. It's like it's like a nice thing, like a nice quality thing, but it's not really a damage buff, and they're still hurting. Yeah. So it's just a matter of it doesn't hurt you now if you have more than 50 gauge and you use it. Well, it didn't hurt you before, uh, but it just lasted longer. So you had to kind of plan out. It's it's more about raid buffs now. So now when you hit it, yeah. even if it's like capped, it just scales. The timer's always the same, but the damage yeah. scales based on your battery. So it'll be a lot easier now that the timer is consistent to get all your hits of your mech in the raid buffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking it was. It was just weird to see it the way it was laid out. It's just huh? it's it's kind of terrible that it's the only change. Honestly, it makes me think like I don't know what they're doing with that job, but we'll see. Not in the patch notes. Not in the patch notes. Well, in the patch notes, they talked about the kind of reworking for a few Heavensward uh, pieces of content as far as using trust. Okay, fine, great. But not in the patch notes was there was actually a dialogue change. And voiceover change to a pivotal scene in Heavensward that puts a little more sadness into my heart. I don't know about you. But Hiroshfont, that death got to all of us. Got to all of us. And often, including Square Enix they've, uh, and Yoshi P, they have, they've poked that bear. Uh, because people want to know how, you know, why could why couldn't that just be healed? Like we got particularly if your character was a white mage, right? You're like, well, my character's a white mage. There's actually a change to Alphano's dialogue now in that scene, where he references fully voiced saying how the wound is too deep and it refuses to mend, trying to tie that to Final Fantasy lore in that heal and cure spells only work on wounds that could naturally heal anyway so yeah rub a little salt in the wound i guess not in the patch notes but if you want to see it it is fully voiced you can go check it out if you want to shed a tear again last and yeah and there's another change too there's some uh more dialogue with um the shadowbringers npc and with uno calhai if you finish the msq um so definitely go check those little pieces out as well I don't know if I like retroactive changing of dialogue and stuff. I, uh, eh. Particularly in a game that like wildly encourages you to just play one character. <laughs> like, well, I think typically it only changes after you finish certain stuff. So if like even as a new player, if you finish like X content and you go back to Unokali, for example, he'll say something different. And once you finish it, you can go back and forth. But yeah. Hey, remember when people got too much money back during the whole housing lottery thing and uh-huh. Square Enix was just like, you know what, we're, we're going to open up a window for you to return it, but uh, we'll let you know. And if you don't want to return it, you know, we're, we're not going to roll anything back. Forget it. We're, we're, just don't worry about it. Well, now they're, they're trying to entice people to maybe return it. It's still voluntary. If you want to keep the gill, you can. But if you do return it... You get some snazzy posters for your house. So, Tark, are you keeping the gill? 
or are you getting some posters? Uh, depends on if it is a large, medium, or small. If it was a small, I'd keep the posters. Medium, I'm sorry, like 20, 20 something million gil. Yeah, I'm going to keep the money, but they are really cute posters and kind of a status symbols like, hey, you know, I, I got some, I got. I got some posters that you guys don't. Very exclusive. Very exclusive. Kronos, you giving but, the money back? No. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm ki- I was kind of like, that's really lame. Like, yeah, the posters are cute is. and everything, but I was like, if you really yep. wanted to entice people to give the money back and you actually cared, it, it would be a better prize than, than this. They're cute yeah. and all, but there's like no reason, unless, like Tark, you said, Unless you just want to be like, hey, I got those posters on my wall. To which I'm like, I don't fucking care. Great. I think people will do that, though. I think there will be people. Because, like, oh, I think there a lot will of people, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these people that have houses, they have, like, some of them have, like, 500 million gills. So, like, what's, yeah. what's 30 mil? Well, it, and if it was a minion, I'd give the money back. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get any of the money either. So I was asked out of both of these because I didn't take part in a housing lottery. Tark, have you won a house yet? No, still have not won a house. All right, moving on to non-Final <sighs> Fantasy XIV related stuff then. We got 10 minutes of forespoken actual gameplay. Yesterday or the day so before? So much better than the Twitter ad. Yes, so this so this goes into, with voiceover, kind of like a tour almost, using gameplay of uh, cities, of open world content, they show off traversal mechanics and how you get around. Uh, it, it is not segmented. They're not like, hey, here's combat and let's talk about that. They kind of like tell a mini story and just showcase those things as you go around. Uh, over a hundred some abilities, uh, abilities slash magic in the game. I mean, they're, yeah. I gotta say, I agree with you, Tark. This was Forspoken's best showing for me, for mm-hmm. me personally. We'll get to whether or not it sells it uh, to me or to anybody else. But as far as everything we've seen, this was the best video showcase of Forspoken that that we've gotten so far. That we've gotten so far. I thought the traversal looked great. Like it was smooth. It was fast. It was uh, you covering huge swatches of land very quickly. Climbing, swinging, it looked like you know could do a lot of things in the environment. Combat was kind of hit and miss for me. It depends on what what was being fought and what abilities were being used. I will say I hate the HUD. Uh, I don't like how the it, it's minimalistic, which I'm in favor of, but I don't like when they try to do that stylized 3D angle, right? Where instead okay. of just something being on your HUD like this, they try to put it on your HUD like this so it looks like it's got a 3D effect. And then when you go to the menu for like equipment and stuff, it looks like that menu is actually laying on top of a sphere. I didn't like that. It, it kind of has this like walleye effect. I'm sure you'll see it in the B-roll here. But best showcasing of Forspoken to date in my book. Kronos, what do you think when you check this out? Yeah, I agree. It's definitely the best that the games looked. It, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Spider Man when she's moving around. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else yeah. got that vibe, but yep. that's not a bad thing, by the way. That game's great. Um, but yeah, just I, I don't know. Even like her little like mannerisms and stuff reminded me a lot of like Spider Man, how she's swinging, how she walks, uh, like almost like a carpet. Surprise me if they took stuff. that as a template. Yeah, um, but no, I think this definitely looks a lot better. I definitely. A little bit more interested. I don't know if I'm 100% sold yet, but we can talk about that more. But 
the game I, I mean i was impressed by the trailer that it's definitely 100 times better than the twitter thing they released oh my god that mm. twitter thing was, that was awful yep Targ, that was awful Tark, did it do anything for you has it moved it oh, up yeah. to a day one uh not yet we're still five months away um and there's a lot of square enix between here and then uh but it definitely moved the needle up. You know, it's been going down and down and down and down. So finally, they did something that made my needle move up. So I'm now in that 50-50 range. It looks really good. The traversal, the swinging. Um, I got flashbacks of Sekiro when she's, you know, throwing her leash and, and swinging around. Um, I like the combat. I, it's, it's a lot more RPG than I thought it was going to be. Um, I like elemental vulnerabilities. My one question uh, is going to be, uh, how easy is it to hot swap into other abilities? Are they going to kind of do a time slow mechanic as you're hot swapping? Um, because if you're in the middle of a frenetic fight and most of them look pretty frenetic, uh, I, it's going to be difficult if they don't uh, give us some sort of pause to uh, hot swat, hop swat abilities uh, on the fly there. So Square Enix did something to you that made your needle go up, huh? Yep. All yep. right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, can we just say, by the way, that I absolutely love the voice actress in, in yeah, Forspoken. Absolutely love she's her. A, she's the character model, too. She's in the show uh, that I watch, actually, as a live-action actress in a comedy show. Absolutely love Gross. Absolutely that, that's why... love her. Oh, and, and jumping back to Final Fantasy fourteen, our special character that we get to name in the MSQ, the voice actress is amazing as well. Voice actress is absolutely Yeah, she, she nailed the... Emotion that she portrays. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm still doubtful on Forspoken, but I feel a little better in this footage. It was by far the best thing this, that they could do. So we'll get to see a little more, probably a Tokyo Game Show. I know they're going to be doing a lot of VR at Tokyo mm -hmm. Game Show, but we haven't really seen what else they're doing at Tokyo Game Show yet. Square Enix, this is really weird for me uh, to kind of think about. Square Enix could be, <laughs> they filed a trademark to open a studio, uh, and the trademark was filed in Canada for a studio, Anoma. And so I... that studio is going to primarily design, develop, and publish computer and video game software. So it was kind of like we sold off all of our Western studios to go ahead and open a new one like I don't I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. I just don't. Like if you're having problems with your western studios, like reorganize them, um, you know, find staff that's going to get done what you want to get done. Those IPs are valuable, especially Tomb Raider, like they did nothing with um uh Soul Reaver. Um that I feel is an amazing IP that just has not gotten any sort of love. They sold it for a song, and now they're going to make a new studio that has no history backing IPs. So I, 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 I am totally they, and utter baffled. It's yeah, they also said it's going to be involved in like merchandising, and specifically they pointed out like action figures and statuettes and things like that. So like we don't know exactly what they're going to do with this studio. It just Maybe seems a, a little <laughs> weird to sell your Western studios for basically a song and a dance. Maybe uh, a Western then, hub finally to you know get our materials so we're not shipping from Japan every single time we want to get a statue uh, or a book. Yeah, you're dreaming, buddy. 
I was thinking it was probably just a studio to fix their crappy PC ports. <laughs> You're dreaming oh. too, buddy. <laughs> they have no intention of fixing those. <laughs> uh, two more things, one of which is in the show notes. The other one I got to throw in you guys, spur of the moment, and, and see what you think. Uh, apparently, we have Nintendo to thank for our Live Alive uh, remake. I didn't... Cool. Nintendo reached out to Square and said, hey, we would love to release that on virtual console. Uh, can we release it, this old game? And Square said, oh, uh, well, if you're interested, hell, let's make a remake and sell it ourselves." <laughs> <laughs> God, that's such a Square thing to do, to be honest. <laughs> totally. It is. It's so funny, dude. Uh, one thing I do want to throw in here very quickly. The PlayStation 5, we have talked about this on Gaming Gumbo last week or the week before, no, two weeks ago, or many weeks ago, actually, because I forget we had those couple of weeks off. Yeah. Where PlayStation, during a financial conference call, would not confirm or deny that they may increase the price of the PlayStation 5. Today it was announced <laughs> that Sony is increasing the price of the PlayStation 5 basically everywhere but the United States. So Europe, Japan, everywhere, Brazil, like they're all getting price hikes. Uh, and obviously we predicted that on Gaming Gumbo. It was like when they wouldn't say no, the answer was yes. yes. They just yeah. wouldn't say it. Xbox has retorted now saying they have no plans to raise the price of the Series S or X. Why am I bringing it up here? Obviously we're gonna talk more about it on Gaming Gumbo. I'm bringing it up here because Japanese Twitter is on fire right now when it comes to Final Fantasy Ugh. 16 and Japanese players literally begging Square Enix for Final Fantasy 16 to also release on PC, not a year and a half, two years later, a la you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake because of the price increase on the and lack of availability of the PlayStation 5. Uh I wish I could say there's going to be better news. It just ain't going to no. happen. I, I just don't see Square Enix caring. I, I, I mean, that's mean to say. As a, I'm sure there are individuals in the company that care very much and feel for you. As a corporate entity, tough. You know, that money is already yeah. paid and done, and we're like eight months from release. There's... You ain't getting a PC version, and that sucks. And that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It does. <sighs> Let's slide over and do love it or leave it. <laughs> love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind. Here it's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a PR move, something in a press release, something they did, and you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, leave it. Throw it away. No fence sitting here. It's all black or white. Warrior of light, warrior of darkness here. Tark, for Spoken's actual gameplay, not not whether you like it, love it, or are going to buy the game. We, we've already talked about that. But the gameplay with what we know so far, you have to make a call. Love the gameplay. Leave the gameplay. Uh, no fence sitting with what we know. I'm going to say love it. Uh. I, my only apprehension again is the hot swapping abilities. Uh, I I'm hoping that there's more interactions with the elementals uh, abilities like fire and ice, melting, exploding, whatever. Um, so I, th it didn't seem like there was anything like that. It just seemed to be all damage based and you know what the effects do to you. I'll pop you up in the air and whatnot. 
but I love the frenetic pace of it. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to put a love it on it. Kronos. This is tough for me because yeah. I do think it was an improvement. Um, but I'm going to say leave it just because I still feel like it looks. See, we talked about this last week where like Square Enix is complaining they're not trendsetters. And I don't think this game is setting any trends. Um, I think it looks mm -hmm. nice. I do. Uh, but I don't think this gameplay, it, it's like an amalgamation of a couple things that we've already seen. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but I want to see more in how it's like its own kind of unique thing and not just copy carbon copies of other stuff. And I feel like that's kind of what it is right now. Um, and, and if that's if it becomes more unique, then I can be sold on it. So I'm going to say leave it. But it's tough because I, I don't think it looks ba particularly bad. I don't think it looks particularly bad. Like, I don't look at it th and have Babylon's Fall emotions, right? Oh, God, no. no. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> But I don't. Ooh. But I don't look at it going. I got to pick this up. Uh, I'm just not there yet. If I'm just talking about the gameplay and what we know so far, I got to make the call now. I think I lean slightly into the leave it side. This trailer pulled it up there though, because prior mm -hmm. to this and everything we knew about gameplay was based on some videos that never should have been released <laughs> uh, to the public. <clears throat> and and I was way down on it. I was like, I'm not even interested in this anymore. This trailer did an awful lot. It's almost pulled me back to, okay, I'm going to buy it, but maybe not on day one. Not quite. So I think I still got to leave it, but I am on the border, like the, the, uh, the borderline of loving it from a gameplay perspective. Maybe the story sucks. Maybe the music's awful. Like, well, we don't know. But from a gameplay perspective, what we know so far I'm still going to leave it, but I'm damn close. So we kind of have all three here today. All three. Let us know what you think in the comments below on YouTube or over on readycheckradio.com. Uh, <clears throat> we'll, of course, be back Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, with Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show, and then the Relic Grind here next Thursday, and all of our streams in between, including Final Fantasy, the trading card game, live locals on Monday nights right here on the Twitch channel. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, same as always, Twitter. I got like seven new mounts I got to get. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, the DSR is get getting close. And then I'm probably going to be bugging some Savage next week. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming. I'm playing Final Fantasy 14 four days a week, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, then you can also catch me here on Ready Tech Radio Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, what is that? Uh, Nine o'clock. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern, so really late at night. Uh, but we're playing Live Alive and having a lot of fun with it. Did you do uh, Distant Future? Yes, got Distant Future, Wild West done, and uh, China done. So, Were you emotionally tugged by Distant Future? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, definitely some uh, Aliens vibes there, um, but it was pretty... Uh, aliens and uh, a Space Odyssey vibes there, uh, but it, it, was, it was pretty good, yeah. Good, good first choice, thank you. You're welcome. Definitely check out the stream, particularly if you've never played the game. My name's Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and you'll be uh, receiving a tweet every time we go live with a podcast or a stream, or we're just hanging out. Until next time, gang, it's been a lot of fun. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Zero's my new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>